I've got some scales next door. Do I, do I need to go get them? What, to weigh your balls? Well, that's apparently the sign of... Anyway, let's let's, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking... You abandon that like a fucking burning train. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 40 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe and as always I'm joined by Wit. Say hello. Hello. And I'm joined by Le Drembelbem. Say bonjour. Salut. Oh, fuck you. I'm sick of your shit. (laughs) Honestly. How have you lovely gentlemen been? I've been okay. I've been okay. Yeah, I've not been too bad. I'm I'm back in La France and suffering from horrific travel lurgy, I think. Oh, Oh. Yeah, I, I saw too many people in one very small time period. You had, like, a very weirdly scattered convention. Yeah, pretty much. I've got, like, weird, drawn-out convention flu. Oh, God. <laughs> how are you, Snipe? I'm all right, I'm all right. I've had, like, two hours sleep, so fuck knows how this podcast is going to go. Yeah. So, the big news, uh, we released a new Rogue Trader video. Yeah. Which, which was a thing, which is quite cool. Um, been working on that for the last few months, so that's why there's not been a lot of things going on a lot of the time because those videos take far too long to put together. Oh, yes. Hundreds of fucking images and those things zipping about, <laughs> zipping all over the place. <laughs> Wrangling, what was there? I think there was eight cameos in there. Because <laughs> there was you, Matt, there was... I don't, our... I don't think I count as a cameo. I'm just, nah, I'm just no, occasionally in there. There was also our two mods, Plasma Dragon and Longfang. Mm-hmm. And we also had Alpha Busa, Remlays... Ego Queen Alexis, Michael from Tactica Imperialis, mm-hmm. and Fresh. Yeah. Uh, and we had to wrangle all of them to get those things out on time, so... They did great, though. They did great. They did great. It was really nice to have them all agree <laughs> yeah. to uh, actually be in the video. So that, that was a lot of fun, and um, I'd just like to echo something that I posted on Twitter a few days ago, because I'm very uh, pleasantly surprised with all of you. Because we mention in the video female space marines, and the comment section hasn't turned to absolute shit yet. I'm quite oh, impressed, honestly. I think that speaks volumes of our viewers yes. being just like super clever and amazing, but amazingly buff and just rad and everything. And I'd also we like... have Patreon. You can... <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like to um, thank the people that we sort of mocked um, by reading out <laughs> oh, their yeah. comments. Who see who the ones that have seen it seem to be taking it in good stride. So yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also uh, did a big old drunk stream with you, Matt, and Yay. your girlfriend, Warmaster Roof. Yes, <laughs> because chat immediately took to her, which which honestly was amazing because it reminded me of me meeting her for the first time. I was instantly like, this this woman is perfect. I love her. And yoink, she's mine. She's she's the she's the sweetest, loveliest, fucking war master. She was Ruth the Betrayer for a while. Yeah, very very briefly, <laughs> very briefly. But yeah, but yeah, we started off trying to do a spooky stream because it was on Friday the thirteenth, and then it just degraded into us getting more and more drunk playing Cuphead. I'm drunk, I drank like a whole bo- fucking bottle of wine. I did I thought someone else would help me with that? 
<laughs> no, I did not, dude. Do you think? Do you think I drink wine? Holy shit. It's ba- it's the cordial of booze. Give me vodka. <laughs> Damn, I drank like a fucking bottle of wine at Matt's mum's wedding, and it was just like I feel nothing. <laughs> wine is fucking pointless. <laughs> Where How- is the fucking liquor? <laughs> How did you find the stream, Matt? Because you're not used to streaming. I have never streamed before. No. No, like here, if I say something horrifically offensive, you can just edit it out, as you usually don't. Whereas <laughs> on a stream, I can't get away with it so much. There is that. There is, especially if you're having a drink because your inhibitions yes. are lowered, and you sit there and you go, "I best not, I best not say that thing about I don't know the Dutch or whatever." Well, what's wrong with the Dutch? I, I don't know. I was pulling a country out of air. Oh. Well, not country, a people, but. It's like, no, it's more like, oh yeah, I probably shouldn't re- recommend we all seize the means of production. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might, might end badly if we said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might actually Every- fucking accomplish something. Everything breaks out and I finally go on that long-awaited political rant. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily enough, I think a lot of the people also joining in with watching were also drinking, so that helped. But no, I, I, I found it lots of fun, actually. We should do it again. Sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, the, the stream chat, like, they're always great. Yeah. They're always amazingly wonderful to hang out with, and I love how they were just like, it was a, it must have sounded like a fucking cacophony of bullshit. <laughs> yes. Because there was four of us, yeah. drinking heavily, <laughs> playing an adventure game where I kept punching out birds, <laughs> like the twat I am. Okay, so, I started off at the helm. It's, what was it, Coma Bad Dream, I think the game's called? I think so. V- very good game. It's it's it's, re- it's reminiscent of something like um, Never Any Nightmares in the art style. It's very interesting to look at. Very cool. And you start out on, like, a highway. And like I was like, oh, I can, I can click on the bird. But you mouse over the birds, and there's, like, a fist icon. I'm like, oh, can I fist this bird? And, yeah, you just punch it the fuck out. <laughs> yep. And I felt like such a twat. And within, like... The first few minutes, I already had, like, bad ending secured. Yeah. You, I think yeah. you secured the bad ending of the game. Because I think, I think it's the sort of game where you're allowed to do so many bad actions before you yeah. get thrown down that path. And, yeah, oh, you I pun- did those first, yeah. the first couple of screens. You basically. punched out enough birds. And then, did you learn your lesson? No, you used the crowbar on the baby. <laughs> okay, there is oh, context there. The crowbar on the I baby. was getting to the yeah. crowbar on the baby, which mortified us all. But you didn't learn from punching the birds. I, no, but I don't... Okay. So there's this this thing where you get a crowbar, and you, you there's like a, a, a pram with a crying baby in it. It's not really a baby. It's like kind of like a doll, but it's making human baby noises. And I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm just going to do my classic adventure game thing of use everything on everything, because that's just what you do. Yeah. And I, I was joking there. I was like, what happens if I use the crowbar on the baby? Thinking, there is no fucking way they've done it. Fuck off! <laughs> Oh, they went there. <laughs> you basically, you crowbar this fucking baby's skull in and it stops crying. And I was just like, I put my hand over my mouth and I was fucking stopped. And I was like, oh God. And everyone in stream was like, snipe, what the fuck did you just do? <laughs> I was like, I didn't know it would let me do it. And everyone's like, that is not an excuse. That is really not an excuse. <laughs> I, that game, fuck, that, that game fucked me so hard. <laughs> <laughs> on stream so I, could, I had no recourse it was like thanks <laughs> Christ oh that that was fun though but 
Yeah, we played a uh, played coma, bad dream, or whatever. I can't remember what it was. I keep wanting to call it coma mortuary, but that's a completely that's different a game. very different game. Or it might be bad dream coma. I think it's bad dream coma. I can't remember. This is good. Put a link in the description, I guess. Uh, no. <laughs> okay, you can. You guys can put a link in the description. No. Stop telling people to put links in description. Uh, but yeah, we play, played that. We played. Um, then we played some Cuphead, which was a fantastic idea. Seeing as we were all kind of just sitting there shouting and carrying on and drinking quite heavily. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not, it's not as if that game requires a lot of focus or anything. No, no, no. It was hard yeah. and it got progressively harder. <laughs> and we were playing it on the fucking easier <laughs> yeah. mode yeah. as well. Well, it was like drunk stream mode, so it's fine. <laughs> we did not do so well. No. no, no. But it's fine. People seem to find it entertaining and that's all that matters. Well, as long as people have... I had a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. So, just kind of hanging out, like, basically, just, we had to set up our fucking computer like it was a car. So the person <laughs> driving, and the people in the back going, are we finished streaming yet? Or can you, like... Because we, we, we set up, like, a big black sheet in the background, because we had to move our camera out. So, Ruth would be... She was the, the night's drink refiller. So, she'd walk all over the couch and basically, like, launch herself into the kitchen. And then just emerge with alcohol, like like some amazing drink queen, <laughs> and just be adored by chat. So it was, it was a fucking it was a fucking nightmare. That did also mean that I don't think um, a lot of people realised how much they had drank. Yeah, it was the only when I went just to kept the... refilling. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, my skull kept refilling with vodka and apple juice, and it was just like, well. I am thirsty. <laughs> At one point you turned around and said, um, just maybe a little bit less vodka in the next glass. I don't know what Did ratio I? you were getting. That doesn't but... sound like me. But yeah, that, I mean, if, I've, if I'm saying that, it just shows you how strong my drink yeah. was. <laughs> Christ. But no, that was like, that was a lot of fun. Oh, we did also have our um, 10th anniversary gig with the band. And so that was a whole lot of... Um, Slight panic that we might not remember how to be a band. Yeah, I think we coped. Slight panic that I think we pretty much of it. We we did fine. Yeah, the I apart I, from that type, like I can't remember what song it was, but I forgot how to play it. You forgot how to play Grannies completely. I just forgot. <laughs> I could not remember it. Which, considering the entire song is like, but that's one of our most simple songs as I well. I think for you, considering you know, three notes on the bass. Like I think four. it's. Okay. Uh, I think it's like six notes in that no, phrase. Okay, it's not many notes. Okay, yeah, I'm talking about the bridge and everything. less than ten, <laughs> which that's one of the simpler songs we have on bass anyway. And I fucking forget. Yeah, it. <laughs> I had that with because um, we we once again did our, our cover that we stole from the other band that we were playing with, uh, with it, of, of playing Call Me Out. I, I kind of I I forgot how to play parts of that as well, even really? though it's really simple. I, I honestly I couldn't tell. Not saying that that you play badly. I'm just saying that don't worry, other people didn't <laughs> notice either. But considering, yeah, we'd not played a gig in about a year. Yeah, like that's that's not too bad. And we had two very sh- like two practices. In you that, so. you had two. I had one. Yeah, drama well, yeah, had one. Because yeah. like... I was totally not at KFC when the rest of you were doing the first band practice. Dude, if I could have been at KFC, I would have been because it's been like a year since I had KFC, and I miss I miss its delicious beauty. But yeah, it was. Uh... It was a, a really fun little gig, so we just arranged it at a small little place. It's actually... We, we did our first gig there. Yeah, that was... It was just, like, you, me, and Dicko. Yeah. yeah. And, and, then, did, and then the second gig, which I was there for as well. 
You were, yeah. We we did so. Yeah, we did our first two gigs at this place, uh, Ryan's Bar in Derby. Uh, we did open mic nights. Was what we we did originally, and then because we didn't have a drummer. <coughs> Well, we did for the second one, and you were playing the cajon, weren't you? Probably. The second one? Probably. That's, that sounds like something you would the doing. Ca- the cajon is a bo- expensive box that you sit on and punch to make drum noises. Yeah, it's not expensive. I got it quite cheap. And actually, I got it off eBay. This is a weird story. It was like, I don't know, it was 30 quid or something? I can't remember. It wasn't much. And he was a really lovely guy on eBay, posted it out to us. And then like a year later, he sent me another email saying, oh, just wondering how you're getting on with the cajon. Hope you're enjoying it. Oh, bless. I was like, oh, Aww. dude, that's really sweet. Well, I've been sitting on it and punching it, and it's yeah. doing well. <laughs> that is pretty much what I've been doing. Yeah. When it's not out in the garage for four years at a time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Your cajon is crying. It misses your butt. It's, it's actually right behind me. It's now being used as a um, light stand, so that kind of counts. Well, as long as it's being used, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, we'd, we'd obviously played it there before, and um, played there before, and... We had our, our last, uh, technically our last gig there as well. Mm, no. I think the second or third last gig. Second yeah. or third, okay. It was one of the last few. I can't fucking remember. It's, it's been a year. It was one of the last few, and it went really well. So It, it did go fantastically. But yeah, so we played our, our first and second gigs at Ryan's, so we played it when we were obviously just starting out, so playing it as as a sort of anniversary thing was really it was really nice yeah. and it was a lot more full than those first couple of gigs. It yeah. was very, very full. It was awesomely full. Like, it's a little place, so it's quite easy to make it feel full, but this felt very full. Yeah. And this was the first gig my brother had ever actually seen. My brother came down, it was awesome, he came down with his friend Jasper, and... Ugh, Drummer Matt. How was he introduced? Because Drummer Matt and and Ruth brought down a bunch of their uni mates to kind of, you know, just hang out. All absolutely wonderful people. Because it was also my birthday party. Yeah, it was also awesome. Which only my mates knew about and no one else did. So when they demanded <laughs> cake for the band, everyone thought it was for the band and then ate my cake. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but anyway, okay, that not did bitter. kind of happen. <laughs> the, the cake fucking was. It was horrible. So we we, we did you a favour. Well, no, Dicko, Dicko ate all the cake. He didn't, actually, apparently. He ate most of it. it he didn't. No, someone else did, apparently. <laughs> yes. Why? It was horrible. It tasted like pub fridge. Yeah, free cake, I guess. Ah. Anyway, your brother. Anyway, so you know your your friends have gotten a little little drunk, so that you know, and like they just got sweeter as getting drunk because you apparently only know the nicest of, of humans. <laughs> and you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I take it back. I regret everything. <laughs> so periodically throughout the night, Jeremiah's friends would walk up to my brother, and it's like, oh, your snipes brother. Um, and, and mention a certain certain thing that uh, my brother and I have a bit of a tradition of, for Christmas, we'll get each other ugly calendars, or just weird calendars. Uh, last year, well, for, for 2017, because uh, my brother recently became a dad, he decided to collect a, uh, a massive bunch of ugly pictures of my nephew, like really ugly pictures, face swaps and things like that. Yeah. And... and and put them all into a calendar for me. Drama Matt and Ruth have told a lot of their friends about this calendar. The ugly baby calendar. <laughs> the ugly baby calendar. Now, my nephew is not an ugly baby. But some of those photos are fucking ugly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my brother has an unerring nerve, like, an unerring talent to take the worst photos of his son. Drama Matt and Ruth's friends were going up to my brother, 
throughout the night going, oh, you're the one with the ugly baby. <laughs> Which is just like, that's a phenomenal way to introduce yourself. So, hey, I've heard your child is ugly as fuck. Good on you. That's hilarious to me. <laughs> that, that, was, that was incredibly amusing. Yes. My, my brother took it in good stride. I think. I hope. Yeah, apart I from, apart from when he'd weep silently. Oh yeah, apart from the sobbing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, um, I think Mr. Wolf found out how stoic my brother is. Because we were all like, we're all dancing around when, when Mr. Wolf were on. <laughs> and my brother is stood there, like, like just a couple of places away from me, stock still. <laughs> just, just watching the band. Now, now, my brother is a very stoic guy. Very chill. He he has he's like me. He has resting bitch face, so he always looks like he's he's cranky and fed up. So Paul, the lead singer of Mr. Wolf, like just goes, "Oh yeah, everyone's having a really good time, apart from this fucker." And he points to my brother, <laughs> who just won't fucking dance. And my brother just kind of goes, "Yeah." He literally just kind of gives him a half shrug, like, yeah. <laughs> "What do you fucking want from me?" So I have to be like, "Dude, that's my brother," and he's like, "Oh shit." Well, I love him now, and I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> I've made it all. It was hilarious. You could see my brother in the cloud, crowd because he was the only one not moving. Yeah, he was just like, eh. I mean, I guess there's music happening. I don't fucking care. The rhythm shall not move me. <laughs> I am immovable. So that was that was kind of fun. It was like you know, first gig of, of ours he's ever been to, and like literally people coming up to him just going, "Hey, heard your kids ugly as fuck." That's fun, and like fucking other bands just shouting at him for not moving. So. I hope he had fun. Yeah. He said he had fun. I don't know if he had fun. I, th- I think he lied. <laughs> Just to spare our feelings. He went home and he was like, Dear diary, today was such a fucking pain. Today was the hardest of times. <laughs> it was the worst of times. Speaking of people coming to the gig, we do know that a couple of you guys... And by you guys, I mean the people listening to this, not I you mean, people, because you were here, well, of course. Yeah, we, kinda had, we were contractually obligated to be there. Yeah, but the uh, a couple of people, uh, you know, people who like the channel, uh, did go. Um, as far as I'm aware, the people that did, they all introduced themselves to at least one of us. So. Yeah, yeah, that was a good few of you. Yeah, so uh, hello again, by the way. Hi, um, hi, Snap and Whip here. <laughs> and we'd, li- we'd like to thank you for coming down and, and introducing yourselves. It was very fun. It was lovely to meet you all. Thank you so much. The fuck was that? <laughs> Where you were going, it sounded so like, oh, thank you. Oh. Always always happy to meet a fan. Always happy. Beautiful. Because I, I sound like that now, apparently. <laughs> That's what you sound like. <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, thank you for coming down. No, it was and... awesome. It was lovely, like, seeing you guys, like, just shooting the shit. And, and like, I, got given, I got given some dinosaur mounts. You did. They are. I, I looked them up. What they were? They're um, Warhammer Fantasy Drake Spawn Knights. Well, the mounts of yeah, the, the, the dinosaur mounts. Are uh, they, they gave you them so that uh, I think it was so that you could, if you wanted, make your like your character ride a dinosaur. I love it. So if you need if you need a dinosaur mount for that, then I you know, can do I, that now. I, I've got like a few of them, so I'm tempted to just like ride two, one on each foot. <laughs> what do the yeah, um, that's, that's the a, ultimate yes. power move? Look like, uh, what's his name, uh, Van Damme in that advert between the trucks. Yeah, I'll just be doing that. Just a space marine like, between yeah, two dinosaurs. Just being like, sup? These are my dinosaurs. I use them as shoes. They're okay with this. Sounds perfectly sensible to me. Yeah, they're very strong. Yeah. They're very yeah. lovely boys. But yeah, so yeah, thanks for coming down, guys. Yeah. Uh, it was a little bit weird because uh, we're normally not... Uh, sn- have, we normally don't have to be snipe and whip. 
at gigs. Yeah, because he's bassist and guitarist. We're, we're in the background. Yeah, they're, they're completely different personas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, what? So it was kind of, it was, it was a little bit unusual to suddenly, not, not, not like, oh, oh, you know, you, you act so fake, but just, you know, there's, there's that. Smile. You had to smile in public. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It's horrible. It's horrible. Still sore from that. No, no, all joking aside, it was just, it was an odd experience because we're not normally used to those two parts of our life intersecting at any point, so it's, it was an interesting experience. I think being Um, in a band, especially if you're not the singer, people just don't really approach you. (laughs) And when they do, they go, oh, that last band was quite good, and you're like, dude, that was, okay, fine, yeah. You're like, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's happened on many occasions, so I think all three of us. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so unless you're the singer... No one tends to like come up and talk to you. Yeah, so. horn players get it as well because they're yeah, always they're, up front, they're up front as well. and they they get to like they don't they're not always playing their instruments so they can just dance around and twerk or fucking whatever it is Denton and Zoe do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, people tend to notice those guys as well. So you notice like rhythm section in the back being like, yeah, this is mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> and then people come up to talk to you about something. It's usually, can I borrow your amp? <laughs> yeah. You, you, you see the band? Like, yeah. You're like. Eh. Mm. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, but still, it was it was good fun. Crowd were nice. Um, oh, the crowd were fucking amazing. And... Why did I want prick? It just wouldn't dance. What the fuck was up with that? Guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I witnessed the sickest fucking burn in history <laughs> at this gig. I have been telling everyone because it's my favorite fucking thing. So, Dicko's parents came to the gig. Yeah. And as we were on stage, they were kind of like behind the crowd and they were stood on some seats. So they were kind of elevated and, and everything. Just for and a bit of context, it's not an unusual thing. I think they're technically, in terms of like number of gigs they've been to, they're probably our biggest fans. They've probably been to more gigs than like Drama Matt has. Yeah, honestly. quite possibly. <laughs> yeah, they're great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're always coming. It's great. And um, Dicko has like a mic check song, which is him going, I have a tiny penis. I have a tiny penis. And it's just... It's just a stupid song, and it, like anyone who's there tends to enjoy it because it's just stupid. And you know, you mentioned the the, the pernices, and, and people are like, "Huh, it's, it's funny because of dicks." The only time people didn't like it is, I think, the first time he did it when we were in that hall full of parents, and you could almost see them clutching pearls when he did it. Well, yeah, because <laughs> they had hilarious. like they had like a band of fifteen-year-olds that were like <laughs> super fucking emos from like the most middle upper middle class fucking parents. Yeah, like you know, at least one of them was called Tarquin or some <laughs> shit, and like yeah, does Dicko singer have a tiny penis? And all of them was going, pearls were clutched. Monocles were dropped. It was, yeah. Mahogany but, was said. Mahogany, mahogany, you know? And every other time, you know, you usually get a chuckle out of it. So, you know, Dicko's doing that, like, like I have a tiny penis, like, joke. And then he stops, and it's like, the guy's like, okay, that's fine. Dicko's mum shouts, just like your dad, which is the funniest fucking thing <laughs> I have ever had the, the, the good grace, the, the, Fucking, I have ever had the privilege of hearing on stage, <laughs> and like everyone stops, like the entire, the fucking whole of the crowd turn around and look square at Dicko's dad, <laughs> <laughs> like all grinning at him, like right, mate. <laughs> That's your wife, is it? <laughs> and like Dicko's mum had the, I've never seen her grin wider. She she looked so fucking proud of herself. <laughs> It was the funniest thing. So yeah, 
That was the sickest burn I think I have ever witnessed. <laughs> and honestly, I feel grateful to have been a part of it. It was beautiful. It was... <sighs> beautiful. So, moving on from the gig... Yeah? Um, does anyone else have stuff they want to talk about? Like you, Snipe. What like have you been me, up to? I've... I've uh, oh, you know. Little song, little dance. Batman's head and a lance. Not that much, actually. It's been a bit of a hard week for me, without harping on it too much. Uh, I've been doing my Inktober every day, like like a good little artist girl. You have, you have. Yeah, I've got some... Oh, I've got a Copic marker. The Copic markers, for those of you who might not know, are very expensive felt-tip pens. <laughs> okay. That's basically what they are, but fuck, they are nice. Is this the thing that's kind of like a brush? It's it you they're, they're like double sided, so you have like you know like the chunky kind of highlighter shape like felt tip, like a wedge, like a wedge. You get those on one side, and then you get like a a a relatively soft. It's not as soft as an actual brush pen, but it's about halfway. Okay, kind of thing, which is my favorite. I, I got it in a nice grey color because like one of them. Like, well, let's just say, for a pack of functional colours, like, I would need to spend about 50, 60 pounds for, like, 15? Something like that. Yeah, so they are ridiculously expensive, but they are phenomenally good. So I got one. (laughs) And I have been absolutely fucking loving it. It is so good. And I've just been, like... I I I I, waste, I I used up a couple of Sharpies. I've been kind of like really into the kind of almost tattoo-esque style lately. I've, I've been doing like pictures of like cute little caco demons and stuff. <laughs> and spoopy pictures. Because yeah, Dora, I sent you the spoopy picture I did today. Yeah. It's just super spoopy anime pictures. Anime, manga, whatever. But yeah, that's that's what I've been doing. And that's that's usually been taking a good few hours out of each day to get something done. Uh, and apart from that, I've I've done nothing. I've not done nothing at all. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. I've just been sitting there, just having a really bad bad week, and I feel bad. That's fine. That's, That's I'm an fine. artist. Yeah, we, we've already been over this. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Hmm. Matt, what have you been up to? Uh, I've come back home um, from our two weeks of travelling around the UK and being busy and crazy. But yeah, so no, I did. I really enjoyed being home, and it was great. We saw pretty much everyone we wanted to see. There's a few exceptions, but two weeks is not long. But now, I, as I mentioned earlier, I have like I, we got back on Monday, and I've pretty much napped since then. Um, <laughs> I can't blame you. Like on on the Tuesday, I got I got up at a not early time in the morning, wandered to the shop, which is about five minutes from here, came home, and then I had to have a nap for like three hours because I was like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> oh, dude. So yeah, it's been pretty. I'm just about getting back on my feet now, I think. But I've not really done that much since I've been home, to be honest. Um, but something wow. I had to talk about while we were back in the UK. We went to see the new Blade Runner. Oh, yes. At the old Cinebobs. With Ryan Goosechild. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of. Um, we only saw the first one. I think I meant, we mentioned a while ago about our list of films that we haven't seen that we really should see. And the first one was on this, so when they when we found out this new one was coming out, we're like, right, okay, we'll, we'll watch the first one. Yeah, honestly, I've still not seen the first one. I need Blade to Runner. see the first yeah. one. Have neither of you seen it? No, no. no. Always meant Which to is... not go around to it. I'm such a fake 80s action movie fan. Yeah, man. Wow, I can actually judge you guys for something for a change. <laughs> <sighs> Bitch. All right. Don't play this game with In me. In that case, I won't really go into much about what it's about. Um, well, I'm guessing it's about some guy running from blades. I mean, pretty much, yeah. It's just blades <laughs> flying everywhere. It's 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 eighties saw. It's what? It's you know saw, 
Yeah. It's the 80s version of that. Well, that doesn't sound very good at all. <laughs> it's nothing like that. Um, okay. It's very good. It's very... It's beautiful. Like, all the, its model work and stuff is really, really pretty. It's just mm. very... This is the original. It's just very... Yeah. It's very slow-paced. Yeah. Also, like, the new one is a prequel, isn't it? No. 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 Is it a sequel? Yes. It's a sequel. It's the okay. new one. Harrison Ford's in both of them. Okay. Yeah. So is Harrison Ford the Blade Runner? He's a Blade Runner. Oh, so there's more than one of them. Okay. I'm putting it together now. Okay. It's, a, it's a cyberpunk film, You're so you'd probably like film. it. Yeah, yeah, you probably yeah. would. And yeah, it's really beautiful. And it's paced like an 80s film, but that's fine. You just have to sort of that's fine. get over that a little bit. Like, I, no. it is weird watching It's my it, favourite era but... of movies. I don't have to get over it. Exactly. <laughs> but so, yeah, I won't go into too much about what it's about then, but definitely watch it. But the new one is, it's about 30 years since the previous one was filmed, and it's set about 30 years later. So that kind of makes sense. Okay. Um, House of Ford in it is the same character, just an appropriately aged version of. And yeah, it is just as beautiful, just as atmospheric, and the pacing is basically the same. I was expecting like a new modern version of the old film, but it's not. Mm. It's like it could have been made like you know two years after it or something. It doesn't feel like it's been apart from the fact that the House and Ford's older and it's whatever. But mm. it doesn't feel like a modern film. It feels like an 80s film it's really bizarre but it's really that good. sounds pretty rad yeah it? yeah well, you, almost you... like the script for and the sequel was written like a year after the original yeah, film and then a... locked away somewhere <laughs> for 30 years yeah that sort of thing yeah it's like it really surprised me because the amount of films at the moment that are sort of rebooting or whatever like 80s films mm. or 70s films or even 90s films now um yeah. like they just kind of make them into generic i don't know transformers version of whatever that film is and it's just a bit meh whatever but this is just not at all like that. It's like, this is how these sort of things should be done. Yeah. Rather than just, ah, fuck it, let's just homogenise everything. Yeah, and it's, and it's not like they try to do a reboot of it where it's, you know, the same but worse. It's like, no, no, it's a sequel that adds something to the story that, yeah, okay, cool. Nice. <laughs> Sounds like Predators. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah, Predators was a good uh, sequel to a movie made a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Also, speaking of which, they are making a four, like Predator 4. Or Predator 3. I can't remember what it fucking is. They're making another Well, it'll be one. Predator 4, because Predators does officially count as Predator yeah, 3. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm kind of like... They're also making another Die Hard. They're always making another Die Hard, and they will never be good. <laughs> okay, the second one was like... It wasn't very good, but it was more of the same, which was kind of just fun, dumb action. Third one wasn't really a Die Hard movie. I don't, I don't mind Die Hard. I don't like Die Hard like, 3 that much. And it's just like, oh yeah, uh, we need to put Hans Gruber back in. It literally reads like fan fiction of like, oh yes, I'm, I'm the stepdaughter of Harry Potter. I'm Ursula <laughs> Darkness butt fucking plug or whatever. <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's that okay, stupid. Okay, okay. Normally it's when dumb. You, normally when you go off on one of these things, like, I don't know what you're talking about. So I just go, okay, maybe it is that bad. But I've seen Die Hard 3. Yeah, and, and it's not that bad. Die Hard 1, it's not. It's really, no, no, really not no, very Die good. Hard, Die Hard 1 is a really good movie. It's a fucking masterpiece. Die Hard 2 name, name, is still fine. It, it's, it's not quite it's as good as the first one. Is Die Hard one, 3 the good. one where they've got the, you need to have the puzzles and the water in the buckets and you need to pour them about? Is that the third one? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's the one with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know that one for, more for the bath videos I've watched about the puzzles rather than the actual film. <laughs> I've seen yeah. it, but a long time ago. Yeah. Mm. But so the fir- I think the first three, though they steadily decrease in quality, mm-hmm. are still... They're, they're all fine. Uh, like, I mean, they're all good I, movies. I think I'm just kind of, like, desperately trying to, like, erase 
4.0 from my memory. Yeah, basically everything past those first three is just not even worth watching. Okay, you know what? I'll agree. I'd rather watch Die Hard 3 every day, all day, than watch Die Hard fucking 4.0 again. Yeah. Anyway, Blade Runner. No, I want to talk about Bruce Willis, who is my special little peanut. Until you've seen the first one, because it makes, presumably it would make no sense if you haven't seen the first one. Um, But other than that, I recommend thumbs up. And I think I'm going to say that you guys would like it. And usually I cannot predict what you're going to like or hate. (laughs) Because usually it's it's a very fine knife edge between you guys loving something and hating something. Okay. Well, if it's Ruth, I like it. And if it's Die Hard 4, I don't like it. Okay. Those are the pair of opposites. Yeah, those those are the two things. (laughs) Ruth, your girlfriend, and Die Hard 4. That like is a, stri- a strange scale you're a working commonly on. commonly underused Ruth Die Hard 4 measurement system. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's fine. It's criminally underused. I think it's incredibly expressive. As a, as, as like I'm going to have to apologise to her when she listens to this. Yeah, sorry, Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> well, because she's been said in the same breath as Die Hard 4.0. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please don't, like, send assassins to my house. No one wants to be compared to that, even positively. Well, if- yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, I guess that's the end of the podcast. Oh, oh yeah, uh, Wib, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek Discovery? Fucking, I don't know. Okay, yeah, sure. I will talk about... Uh, not very much. Uh, <laughs> I, I am joking. Okay, so... Because, uh, you know, so so I don't take up the whole, the whole rest of the podcast talking about Star Trek Discovery again. Um, I am just going to say one thing about each of the two episodes that have been out since the last podcast. What episode are we up to now? Uh, six. Okay. Um, by the day this comes out, the next episode will have come out. But, okay. But while I'm recording this, only, uh, five and six have come out since the last one. Any better? That basically all the same complaints that are there throughout the previous ones are there. So characters not really utilised to the, the fullest of their their kind of ability... And continuity is fucked, and the timeline has many issues, and the tech level is outrageous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with m- very, very minor rewrites, this thing could be put post-Nemesis and would make more sense. I, f- I feel that they should just put them as just straight sequels instead of... The prequels introduce so many problems. Yeah, um, so all that aside, I'd just like to say from each episode... The one continuity error that really annoyed me and did so right from the off, because both of these are, like, front-loaded right at the start of the episode. Okay, get them out of the way early. Um, and that's all I'm going to talk probably until the series ends, or at least until... This, 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 ha- is, this is going to be a regular segment for the next two or three weeks, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, there's apparently, I think there's nine episodes that are going to be in this block. And then they're going away for like five months or whatever, and then coming back to think about what they've done. (laughs) Yeah, possibly. (laughs) And are then coming back for another nine episodes. So the full series will be 18 episodes, but it'll be split in half to two kind of mini seasons almost. It's weird. Okay. Okay, so episode five first? So episode five, at the very start, um, some people get captured by a Klingon ship. It is explicitly mentioned as being a D7 battlecruiser that captures them. Ah, one of those. Now, a D7 battlecruiser is the type of battlecruiser that you see in the original series. 
and they're very you'll know them if you look if you don't know the name but you know Star Trek you'll recognize them when you see them they're a very distinct looking thing they're basically the, the standard Klingon ship before Bird of Prey came in okay. I mean there was a, another one that's very very similar but that's from like motion picture era and that's not worth getting into but the D7 era or the D7 one was a very particular ship the ship that captures them is not a D7 ship it's not it doesn't look like one it's we're told the crew complement is, and this is obviously like someone's estimation, so it could be quite a bit off, but that it sort of carries about 50 people. Um, a D7 cruiser carries 450. About that. So. Well, maybe that is really bad at guessing. So this ship is not only doesn't look anything like a D7, but is significantly smaller as well. So it's not a D7 battle cruiser at all, but they go out of their way to explicitly mention it. And even worse. Because it does exist in the time period where D7s are presumably knocking around, what they could have just called it a D6, because there has never been a D6 cruiser on screen. We've had D5s in Enterprise, and I think D4s in Enterprise as well, and we've had D7s in TOS. So they could have just called it a D6 cruiser, and only the people that read Expanded Universe stuff would be annoyed. Yeah. And even then, that's not Expanded Universe in Star Trek is not canon. It's its own thing. So they could have just called it one thing, but chose not to, and then just introduced a weird continuity error. Again, if this is the Prime Universe, then that's just an error. That's just wrong. So they could have just made up a name, and they've put in effort to annoy more people. Yes. Why? Because Star Trek Discovery is about pissing off the fans routinely, at least once per episode. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. Uh, The one in episode six is is just a bizarre one. In that the episode kind of, at the very start of the episode, uh, I think I mentioned this last time, how they had like high-end hologram technology, which you could argue is around, but like the holodeck itself is is off-limits because the holodeck was like high-end tech in TNG. Yeah, no, they've got a holodeck on board the Discovery. Um, they've just got a holodeck. Yeah. So... Yeah, and they open with it, and it's as good as the holodecks that you see in TNG, which is like 100 years later. So it's like, huh. Do you... Look, yeah, no, that's just fucking weird. Yeah, it's just one of those things, that, and they didn't need it, or they... It's just, it's just kind of annoying, because you just, you're watching it, and you just realise how little they care about making this work. And ugh. But yeah, so those that's the continuity error from each episode that really annoyed me. There were more, but those are like the big one that kind of stood out to me because both of them are, occur like right at the start of each episode. And I presume they're just going to keep doing that. At the start of each episode, there's an error that will annoy me. Maybe they're just like, you know, we want to annoy them. Like, let's see how many we can put in. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, also, um, and this is of no interest to anyone but me, that the day before we did the gig, uh, we went to see um, we went to see a gig as well. We um, did, which is the first gig we've paid to get into for years. Yeah, which is not saying that we never pay and we always sneak in. It's just the fact that if you're going to like a gig a week, you you tend to see most of the bands you want to see anyway. Yeah, eventually. Um, but went to see a band called Lightyear, which most people probably won't have heard of, but they were a fairly big in the kind of British ska punk scene in the sort of early 2000s, like late 90s, early 2000s sort of time. And they were doing their 20th anniversary um, reunion tour because I first... Just because they had to, had to top us. They, well, they yeah. had to, yeah. <laughs> because I, I got into them 
as they were going through like a fair, oh, as they were doing their farewell gigs. And so they were all sold out. And this was like 10 years ago. And they've yeah. periodically got back together to do like a gig here and there. But it's always been either I can't afford it or it's somewhere where I can't easily get to. So I've always missed it. And so finally got to see him and it were great. It were great. It were great. I, there, there was, there was, there was Morris dancing. There was dicks. There was. There was horses. I hear there was much less nudity um, than normal because only one guy got on stage with his dick out. That's the thing. I, at the time, I didn't know that guy had his dick out. We were so sta- we were standing towards like the middle, and I was like, "I'll just hold my phone up and record some of the <laughs> some, some of the band." And like, as as is customary for a gig, the tallest man in Britain came and stood directly fucking in front of me. So <laughs> yeah. I had to hold it really high above my head and and just film like the crowd interaction. <laughs> and then afterwards, Wibbs like, "Oh, that guy with his dick out." And I'm like, "What guy?" And he's like, oh, this guy, like, everyone was getting up on stage and dancing, and he's sort of swinging his dong around, I'm like, it's not this guy, is it? <laughs> and he's like, yep, that's the guy with he dick out, and I'm like, oh, great, I have some guy's dick on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> what a fa- oh, I've done well today. <laughs> and apparently this is something which used to happen at old school light year gigs, but it's still a fun thing, where, um... Halfway through one of the songs, uh, some people came out from behind backstage dressed in a two-person horse costume. Yeah, that was a fucking thing. Uh, then as the as the song they're playing kicks back in, uh, they then jump into the crowd and crowd surf as a horse. That lasted... <laughs> they, they stayed as that horse for maybe a second before, yeah, getting before just apart. getting disintegrated by the crowd. <laughs> so that was One fun. of them lost a shoe. Yep. And someone, someone had found this shoe and was just like thrusting it in the air, like this, this kind of fucking <laughs> token of victory. Like, I have the shoe! The whole shoe. Yeah. Oh, oh they, fuck off, Matt. If, you, if you're interested in seeing what their, their gigs are like, uh, I, I don't know if they're going to be for more of their gigs, but I know a, a couple of the other gigs on this tour, they've been live streaming on their Facebook page, so... Okay. If you're at all interested, go on to Lightyear's Facebook page and you, you can Do you want to see some of those dicks? I don't know what they're going to do if that, ha- if that happens in those. I don't know. But then it's Facebook. Like Facebook gives a fuck about moderating their content sensibly. Oh, oh, if it's if it's um if it's nudity, then yeah. Or if it's not even nudity, yeah. If it's innocuous nudity, then mm. they crack down on it. Oh, I do have something to talk about that is a video game. Ooh, um, shockingly. That's good. Um. So yeah. Uh. Over the weekend, uh, last weekend, uh, there was a Dawn of War three free weekend. It was. Um, now we were crazy busy, so uh, I couldn't really play it much. But I did play it for a couple of hours um, because a lot of people have asked us about Dawn of War three. So I thought I'd kind of get a few opinions out there. Um, my my brief interaction with it because I know a lot of people were very disappointed by the game and oh yeah, it do, it didn't look fantastic, which is why we didn't pick it up and we're like we'll wait till it gets cheaper. Um, and by it doesn't look fantastic, we don't mean purely the graphics put us off. We meant that user reception was quite poor. Yeah, and it is yeah. still very expensive. So we were like, we probably won't like this. So let's just not buy it yet. Yeah. Um. So having played it a bit, um. Well, I will say, a couple of things I did really like, because the game is more RTS than Dawn of War 2 was, so mm. you have base building. I'm, I'm, I'm more into the Dawn of War 1 yeah, style, yeah. personally. So yeah. so, yeah, it is more like that. Yeah, um, okay. So that that's kind of a, a positive. So there's a, li- a few little things that I do really quite like, like um, the orcs... Scrap is like a resource to them. When you build wire towers, they generate scrap, which is a bit weird how they make it work. But 
when you find piles of scrap, your boys and various other things um, can pick up that scrap off the ground and upgrade themselves. So, like, a regular orc boy squad becomes a squad of ard boys if they pick up scrap because they get more armour. Um, by strapping bits of metal to themselves. I like the idea of orcs going, I likes it, and just, like, stapling it to the shoulder. That is literally what orcs do, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, like, if a bunch of them believe it's working, then it's yeah. gonna. Yeah, yeah. So, so I kind of like that idea. I'm not sure how, because obviously I only played it very briefly, I don't know how at a f- at everything unlocked on the orcs, like, how well that works. Um, the hero characters are kind of interesting in how they're kind of used, but um, I will say I love Gorguts' new design, because he's from, uh, I think he first shows up in Winter Assault. He's a handsome boy. And he's pretty much a, f- they pretty much, for his old design, they pretty much took the design of Gauskull and then mirrored it. Mm. Because his guns on the, op- I think if I remember rightly, his guns on the opposite side and his like bionic eyes on the other side, but he's basically just a Gauskull palette swap, really. Uh, they've actually like gone through and given him a proper design now. It almost looks like he's got a defiler claw, as yes. like a looted defiler claw with one arm, Ooh. and he can u- and he can use that to as a grappling hook. Like he fires and he can grab things <laughs> and then pull himself towards him. He can also swing it around to deflect bullets and things. It's it's stupid. It's fucking grey fox is shit. Yeah, it's stupid, but for orcs it totally works. Oh yeah. Um. Now the. Emphasis on mobility for heroes is fine for him, but it's really weird with uh, with Ga- uh, Gabriel Angelos, the um, main like hero for the Blood Ravens, mm-hmm. because I saw in the trailers people saw him doing front flips with his, his thunder hammer and went, "That looks fucking stupid! Yeah. Oh my god, this is going to be the worst game ever." Just, well, okay, that's that's not the main reason. No, 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 they were at the no, time. No, no, I'm, t- I'm, ta- I'm addressing people who go, "This one thing sucks. It's going to be the worst game." And it's like, okay, yeah. that's. Yeah. Uh, but people There's did. Be many other reasons. Yeah, people did harp on that, and I, at the time I was like, "Look, it's silly, yes, but whatever. It's a video game." Like I didn't, I didn't really get why people were so annoyed by it at the time. It was fucking stupid, though. It's stupid, but you know, it's, it's a video game. Whatever. Um, however, in context of the game, his like front flip move, I wouldn't mind it if it was just a you do a big strike on the ground. But they explicitly, in the campaign, in the first mission, use it repeatedly as a movement thing. Oh, so he you know, jumps up multiple stories in in fucking uh, Tartarus. Is it Tartarus? Tartarus? Pa- uh, pattern Terminator armor? So he's... Yeah, he's just jumping around in Terminator armor. Yeah, like, just hopping around like a fucking lunatic, and it's like... That's... Firing his multi-lasers everywhere. Yeah, it gets very, very CSGOTO in that regard, and it's like... Okay, in in the trailer and just as part of gameplay, normally it's not that I, I don't mind it. I understand why some people think, think it's, it's dumb. dumb, but I don't mind it. But the way they use it, like, just heightens how silly it is and like emphasizes it. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is kind of dumb. Yeah. Um, also, the so basically, what I do, I played the first two story missions. Um, the first mission was whatever. Um, the second mission I kind of like because you're playing orcs. Mm-hmm. And it's dumb, and <laughs> the logic in it is fantastic. So you can like walk a war boss through tall grass, and it'll hide him, which yeah. works with orcs because orc- if an orc believes that's true, it probably will work. It sounds like uh, Heroes of the Storm, where you can have Diablo just crouched in like vents. Yeah, he's like no one can see me. <laughs> <laughs> There's also you get a large, you build a huge cannon. That is is supposed you know the orcs are building this huge cannon to try and take on a uh, an imperial night house. 
and so you're powering it up. The first stage of it is it throws insults. Okay. Which is the orkiest thing. Oh, yeah. And then when you do finally fire it, it rips itself from its moorings and shoots backwards, and then they go, that's the best idea. That's how we'll get it back to our base. <laughs> we'll keep firing it so it keeps launching itself backwards. Okay, so massive props for them just getting orcs. Yeah, I, I, I can't speak for the rest of the game because obviously I, I had a very limited time where I could actually play it because it this was playing it like a few hours before the free weekend ended. Yeah. But yeah, I really liked the orc mission in terms of like just being silly. Um, I did unfortunately also play the skirmish mode though, and whilst the regular annihilation mode is is fine, um, it's just regular base building RTS type thing, just nice. a bit much quicker pace than old than Dawn of War one, um, and making uh, getting Imperial Knights and just laying waste to your opponent is great fun, I will say. But the other mode, which is kind of the default mode, and I read somewhere that w- was the only mode when it launched, um, Power Core mode can fuck off forever. It's the worst. <laughs> okay. You've, it's just really faffy micromanaging nonsense constantly. And it. I, I don't know like if this is just... Uh, a, if it's just the Space Marines that do this, because I played, a game, played two games um, of Orcs versus Space Marines. And I had it was two on two, so one uh, one AI with me against two AIs. But it felt like the Space Marine AI just putzed around for like the first like two thirds of the match, and only became effective in the last third. Okay. So when I was playing the power core mode and trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, my uh, friendly AI was just leaving itself open, so I wasn't just, just def- yanking on its balls. Yeah, I wasn't just defending myself; I was defending him as well, and so it was just like this is. Fucking bad. It sounds bad at AI. Not yeah. Um, same kind of thing happens when I played a regular Annihilation mode, but um, I knew a bit better how the game worked then, so I was able to sort of get by a little better. But yeah. Power core mode is just really annoying. I hate it. It's the worst. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, that's that's my cursory uh, views on Dawn of War 3 yeah. that oh. came out a while ago and I have played for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I didn't get get to play it at all i'm just fucking busy as shit yeah yeah so i'm living vicariously through you (laughs) but yeah basically it's reinforced my my thought that when it gets i mean maybe maybe again when it goes down to 15 quid because it was 15 quid whilst this free weekend was on Mm. uh, maybe if it goes down to that again it might pick it up then yeah for and it but it would be nearly entirely to make a video out of and that's about it uh, I'd probably try and play through the ca- the campaign mode on my own, um, off camera as well. But I, it strikes me a bit as being something that I might not bother to finish. Yeah, no, I get you. But yeah, it's just it's just not wanting to pay like a lot of money to play it for an hour or two. Yeah. Um, although I will give them credit that uh, they did the sensible thing. Uh, you know that really amazing trailer that came out. Um, that beautiful fucking grim dark trailer. Yeah, that's the intro movie for the game. I'm glad because that was glorious. It's the best thing. That that trailer is the best thing about Dawn of War Three. Uh, all of the boners. I love that trailer. So good. Yeah. It just makes me want a fucking like Dark Souls 40k. Yeah, game. you just want that that cinematic the that, game. That's what yeah. I want. I, yeah. I think that might be the literally what we said when that, that trailer came out was I just want that the game. Yeah, well yeah. I mean it's still true. Yeah. It was fucking life changing. Damn. I, I would I, I would love them to to do a 
a more gritty, more down to earth um, Space Marine. The, mm. the game Space Marine. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, maybe maybe even a cut with some kind of Souls like elements. I'd, I'd kind of be okay with that. Although you probably wouldn't. You'd probably have to go with like a regular human or something, and not a Space Marine. To or make you that could work. just chuck a Space Marine on like a fucking Gene Stealer cult. No, like. You can have some, like, Tyranid-infested planets here when they get to first, like, the big nasties. Or, like, just a, a planet full of really angry orc boys. But even then, you know, you can put orcs in there, it's not mm. really gritty, it's kind of silly, because then they're like, oh, ch- chop the shooty one. Shoot you could possibly one. do um, something like you... Maybe not as an Inquisitor, but maybe as a an inqu- like one of the henchmen that Inquisitors have, and say you get separated and you're kind of stranded somewhere. That'd be cool. And so and you- that way you could get you know full character customization. You could have like like fucking badass Necromunda kind of like people or, or whatever you fucking want. Yeah. God, that like the character customization is endless. Uh, and then then you could have you could fight Chaos Space Marines, and they yeah. can be like like the bigger enemies, and those can be the fucking. Like, like like murderizing boss dudes. Basically, like that boss fight in Eisenhorn Xenos, no. but not terrible. No, why did you bring that up? I knew you were going to bring that up. God, uh, fucking damn. But yeah, um, Donald War Three. I just want that it's now. it's fine. But, okay. But the other two games in the series, not counting the spin-offs, uh, the other two games in the series are significantly better than fine. So yeah, mm. that's I guess that's going to be an issue. Uh, so I guess that just leaves us with the uh, the tr- the tricky subject of the emails. The emails. The emails. Um, yeah, we had a, a fair few again. Um, good, good. People should learn that I tend to reply to them all in batch, that either the day of or the day before the next recording. So mm-hmm. <laughs> apologies um, if you email, if you email from today until about two weeks from today, you won't get an email f- until two weeks. Um, I think that's fine. Uh, what email address should they be sending it they to? They should Matthew? be sending it to um, onlydrummermat at snipeandweb at gmail.com. That's right, right? <laughs> I can't even remember it myself. I don't know how anyone else gets it right. <laughs> People are dedicated and they're super hardcore. Yeah. So. And the link's in the so. description. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, what's uh, what's uh, what have people been saying? There's a few. There's a few that I won't read out, but just all basically saying that drama maps the best. So that that that's they're always um, nice. I'm yeah. gonna go ahead and tell you that you're wrong. <laughs> you can't tell them that they're wrong. They'll stop, guys. Listening. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's lot, lots of very lovely feedback as usual. It's I don't really oh. understand the people that you've managed to get collected around you because they all seem to be nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Um. Not sure what that's saying, but... <laughs> well, have you been anywhere else on the internet? I mean... Okay, you know what, that's fair. Right. <laughs> that's fair, I get it. Yeah. Um, what have we got? Oh, Sam wants to know why you, and you specifically, you filthy New Zealander, hate Yorkshire. <laughs> well, I, don't, I never said I hate Yorkshire, what the that's fuck? That's the impression you give out, apparently. <laughs> Is it? Oh, no. No, I don't, I don't hate Yorkshire. I think I think people from Yorkshire are fine. I think they ha- they talk fun and it makes me smile. <laughs> um, that's why I copy their accent so much. I swear. I don't fucking, oh that's why God. you copy. Maybe it's that they consider how terrible your Yorkshire accent okay. is as an affront to Yorkshire. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's, that's fair. fair. <laughs> maybe I should just stop doing it because it's, <laughs> it's apparently upsetting people. <laughs> it's profoundly upsetting. <laughs> um, what have we got next? Is it hydrologist? I've been a, um, been watching since your Pokemon Yellow video. I have no idea when that was. Oh. F- 
Minecraft. Oh, came out. Minecraft 18 years right? ago. Um, yeah. That's, that's yeah. like 2012, I think. Um, mm-hmm. There's another one for you, Snipe. Um, oh. So you mentioned Metal Gear one to or Metal Gear Solid one to four last time, yep. and you've mentioned that you've not played five yet. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Peace Walker and Rising Revengeance? I haven't played Peace Walker. Well, no, I I <clears throat> I played ten minutes of Peace Walker. And I was made so angry by the bullshit tutorial, I just quit and I haven't played it since. That is exactly what happened, yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, you can't start the game until you see, you see this guy in this very particular way. And I'm like, the controls suck. Let yeah, me fuck. It's like, I've never encountered that in an MGS well, game yeah, before. yeah, because it was designed originally for, for the, the... PSP, I know. For the PSP, so and they the ha- PSP can suck every, every corner of my butt. <laughs> but they, st- they still have to give contr- like tutorials for something that's not going to control exactly like the other ones because the PSP didn't have as many buttons. Okay, but don't tell me how to play the game. I'll, I'll get in but there and I'll ne- get killed 18 times and I'll figure it out. But it literally needs to tell you how to play the game. I couldn't skip it. Y- yeah. I should have been able to. Yeah, because it needs to tell you. It, can- it needs to fuck off. <laughs> and and fucking, like, looking at Paz's underwear, I was just like, okay. That's that's too Kojima for me. But no, it was, it was just a... Could not fucking get past you, it. You really spoil. should. I like, should go, go back. back. I should go back to it. Because because I will normally defend uh, your reasons for like not playing <laughs> a game. Irrationally hating but, something. But that one is the, one of the most bullshit. Um, <laughs> okay. Is is revengeance revengeance revengeance? Is that even a word? Yes, revengeance. revengeance yeah. it, it is a word. It is I a checked. word. But it's yeah. Have we had this conversation before? I feel like we've had. I'm this pretty conversation. sure we have. Yeah. Revengeance. I. Uh... For saying I own the PC copy and the PS3 copy, you'd think I'd like it. I don't. <laughs> because I hate Raiden. I have to own it. <laughs> but I fuck it. I hate Raiden so much. Because Kojima needs to stop... Like, he, he needed to stop pushing him. Because he's just fucking such an edgelord loser. Also, you're not really a character action I'm not person. a character action gamer. I, I can't play those games. I'm, I'm bad at them. So I don't like them. So I got through the to the tutorial. Uh, no, I, I I played like the first like half an hour or so of it, and I was like, "This is the worst." I wanted something slightly sneaky, <laughs> and then you sat there and went, "No, why would you expect that?" And I'm like, "I can hope." Yeah, it, I, and yeah, yeah. I don't know why you expected it to be like. Cause I, I played most of it. Um... I got to the Jetstream Sam fight. I think it's yeah. named Jetstream Sam. Maybe I'm misremembering. But anyway, I got that far. Um, the guy with the big stupid grin. Uh, most people have a stupid grin in that game. That game. The Jetstream Sam, especially. Yeah, but yeah, I I quite like Revengeance, but I it really annoys me that the game doesn't kind of require you to be any good at parrying until a certain boss fight, and then it's an absolute necessity. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, like. I'm, again, not a massive connoisseur of character action games, but it seemed to do a lot of the genre right. And then, yeah, it got to the point where it's like, oh yeah, you can't pass this boss unless you're good at parrying. Sorry. Which is kind of like, that's kind of a bit of an oversight. I ain't gonna yeah. lie. It's not so much that it doesn't tell you how to parry, but it's... it's... You don't ever have to do it. Yeah, you can just completely ignore that mechanic until that point. Um, so, yeah. Also, <laughs> I, I, I did like the fact that it was kind of a crossover with Blade Runner. Because you have, you have the famous uh, sidekick character, Blade Wolf, from Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. In, yeah. in Metal Gear uh, Revengeance. I thought that was actually... 
I was I kind of came out left field there, with, <laughs> but I guess it makes sense with the whole cyberpunk, so it does fit in. Yeah. So it's really weird that it's in canon with Blade Runner. <laughs> that film that you've seen. Yeah. That film that I've seen with the Blade Runner and Blade Wolf. And don't forget Blade Runner's classic catchphrase, if you believe in yourself, you don't have to run away from blades. What's the next question, Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got a couple of e- emails from various Inquisitors. Oh, okay. We've got Inquisitor Grox. He, he want, okay. he, they want, I'm sorry, Inquisitor Grox. Inquisitor Grox. Okay. They want yes. to be a uh, veteran sergeant in the, in the chapter because they're the real badasses. So I don't know whether it's... We don't uh, have veteran sergeants. Well, we, like, we have captains. Maybe you I do guess now. If want... I don't know. No. no. I don't f- the Inquisition can come... Fucking, they can come down to, oh my goodness, and fucking, like, they can tell me. And we're going to shoot them out the fucking sky. Because fuck the Inquisition. But not really. Please don't. Please don't get angry at us, the Inquisition. Okay. We're um, totally Codex compliant, but not too Codex compliant, because that would be heresy. That no, that's not true at all. Uh, well, we can't be, we can't treat like the fucking emperor like god, which we don't do. Okay, maybe I've been telling um, all of our captains that wrong. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Oops, I don't, this is I, why I, we're not codex compliant because I've been spreading misinformation. You've been, the you've been telling the, so. Oh yeah, the emperor's totally got. Most marines don't believe that. <laughs> well, that's good. They're like the they're like the ones in the Imperium that don't know that. Well, that no, he's he's just no no dude. no. It's just we we can't be too codex compliant. That, but that's not a thing. You it can't, is in our chapter. You can't be too codex compliant. I think you can be. It's it's one of those things because then either... you're a boring then, like loser. Then you get into a competent chapter. Yeah, yeah. and that's not what there, we are. There is only compliant and non-compliant. It is a binary state. Like I don't states. know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Some sort of quantum binary, don't they? Yeah, quantum um, binary. They, they also they were working on a um, modeling up and painting a Death Watch Marine um, for the chapter. Nice. So far, oh, they've nice. got a Thunderhammer and a something. What? Should some, some, so they have a shield or dagger in their other hand? Shield. I I do like the Thunderhammer shield combo. They are the shields. Ooh, they look good. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, there you go. That that's my vote. I vote for shield. Yeah. Okay, well, the next question was what DACA, because I think they might have assumed you were going to say DACA, but okay, fair enough. <laughs> shield it is. <laughs> um, okay, uh, the DACA is a shield. <laughs> okay, you can, it's, a, it's a shield that shoots more smaller shields. <laughs> and those shields shoot, I don't know, deep fried codexes or something. Why not? Um, next Inquisitor, so we, we had an inquiry last time about um, our using of protonids slash dinosaurs and whether oh, that was heresy. No, no, I don't know what those are. Um, it, it's been approved. It's all fine. We're all good. We're all good to go. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, good. So that's fine. That was Inquisitor Leon Andrews. We're all we're all okay. good there. So, oh, good. Um, well, so, and then we've just got a bunch of D and D questions. Um, okay. Surprisingly enough. So on board for that. Uh, what have we got? Uh, Loyal Terminator started playing D and D second edition a few months ago. So oh, they're way fancy. more hardcore than us. That's AD and D, isn't it? Second AD&D, edition. Uh, it is. Yes. Yes. I've never played. I played three point five. A little while ago, and then we just play fifth, which is like piece of piss compared to learning second edition. So yeah, definitely. So, fair play to them. We've played and, fourth before as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's a bit of a ball ache. <laughs> yeah. Comparatively to fifth, anyway. Yeah. Um, and they they are DMing, so congrats. Nice. Um, it's a hard job to do, and I'm proud of you. That they're basically saying. Um, they have the opposite problem of most people, and similar problem to us. The party just seems to want to talk mostly. <laughs> <laughs> does, What's wrong with that? Um, therefore, doesn't require as much XP. So the issue being is that if you actually f- run strictly to the 
main rules in a DM guide, you get XP for everything you kill. Yeah. But if you don't do your fights, you don't. There's, it doesn't say anything. I, I think there might be a bit at the end saying like optional rules for experience. Yeah. But uh, rules as written, you don't get experience for not. Ki- you get experience for killing things. Um, so they're wondering what they should do and whether they should give out XP for talking or try and make more fights happen. Um, which I say, don't. If that's the way your party wants to go, you can't make them. Yeah, I mean that's that's the um, the awkward thing about being a DM is that you kind of have to go with the with the flow of the players. Yeah, I mean with you guys because you guys is well your character Nathan especially tries to talk his way out of fights. To which he I say his, he tries to talk his way out of everything. Depend. It sometimes it's possible. It's not going to be possible all the time. And when yeah. it is possible, it's going to be hard. But there's always a chance you'll do it. So yeah. I sort of try and do that and let you talk a bit, and then the fight might happen. Or, but in terms of XP, I don't I don't do it the way it's traditionally meant to be done anyway. I don't really see that there's there's an XP value for each guy and after after you kill each one I give you that much. I do it sort of more milestone based. Yeah. Um so the way I do it, which is the same way when I first started playing fifth when with a, a bunch of other mates, which is where I learnt fifth. We did it such that every third session we went up a level, because that just seemed about right pacing wise. Um, so I've been doing something I, I, I similar think to that. That's a pretty good idea because it does keep it flowing. Yeah. Especially if you're it, a more RP heavy it's party. Slightly different um, with you guys because the things that I plan to be a session typically end up being two, so it yeah, might be slightly slower we talk than that. All the time. Um, but yeah, I, I've been doing it like that, and that seems to work. It means I just find it easier for me because I don't have to keep track of it. I just have to keep track <laughs> of like the number of sessions we've had. Yeah. I mean, it might not be strictly how you're supposed to do it, but it's D and D. House ruling is like is the privilege of the tabletop gamer. Yeah. So. You know, do, but do, I mean, do, if you don't want to do it like that, to milestone based, what I'd guess is a talking encounter and defeating or overcoming or whatever a talking encounter is successfully it's, intimidating. Yeah, it's somebody. just as much as encounters a fighting thing. So I guess if you wanted to do it in terms of like stricter number of XP, maybe say, okay, well, how hard would a normal fight be? How much XP would that be worth? Like, so you look up your monitors or whatever and see how much XP that'd be worth. And then say, okay, well, for a medium difficulty talking encounter or whatever, give it the same amount of XP. And yeah. do it. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd probably go down that way rather than forcing them to do something they don't want to do. Mm. I mean, occasionally, occasionally force, occasionally make. Occasionally, them you, yeah. you gotta, you gotta yeah, whack them on the snout. I have, we we have been whacked on the snout a lot, <laughs> and players understand that. Players understand. Sometimes we go so far off the beaten path that's like, okay, there is a story that's been prepared here, you dicks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I think that's some good advice, Drummer, but... But yeah, that's what I'd say. Um, mm. I guess you guys haven't DM'd a D&D, so... I haven't DM'd D&D, so... Yet. It might happen. Well, um, E1F asked how to get into D&D, such like making a character, DMing, what essential items you need. And I guess we've never really spoken about that sort of thing. No, So I, d- really. I did send an email back to them, but I think the best answer is just the starter guide. The starter yeah. box is like, it's about 15 quid nowadays, you can get it on Amazon. Mm. Uh, maybe yeah. 20, it's between 15 and 20 quid, or presumably your regional equivalent, I assume it's mm. relatively cheap anyway. And with that you get like you get a pre-made adventure with guides for how to DM and what you need to do as a DM. You get player rules for how to get through the first few levels of a player, and some pre-made characters, and I think some dice. So it's pretty much everything you need, and it's written from the point of view of assuming that you've never played before. 
Yeah. And uh, they I... improved the fifth one from the fourth edition one because we've got the fourth edition one and it's shit. Yeah, it's I've heard bad, good actually. things about I've not got it. I've heard good things about fifth. Okay. Because the fourth one um, not only did not include several things you needed, but if you followed it through, it didn't actually contain... Like, because I think it had a thing of you had to say what kind of character you wanted and you went through like a checklist and there was no way to be a cleric. Yeah, Even it, though the it, rules was, were... it was fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was really badly written, so you yeah. had to bypass its rules to get to the rules you wanted. It was really fucking bad. Yeah, yeah I've heard um, good things about 5th edition. Okay. Well, I mean, if, if 5e is, is very, very good, especially for new players, yeah. I think it's phenomenal. Um, whereas, like, getting started, yeah, start with start with that. Um, the other but, thing, yeah. the way I got into it was I found a group who were already playing, so I started playing with them, and then slowly picked up the rules from them. And then when I started to you guys, I could I took over as DM because I knew most of the rules for 5th, and then could tell you. So if you can find someone who's already played and knows a bit about the rules, that would be, it makes it a bit easier. You don't have to read the whole book or whatever before you start. It's not yeah. essential at all. Mm. But if you can find someone, it's quite useful. Yeah, when we started with Drummer Matt as the DM, with um, with Wib and I and our friends Ash and Sarah, because uh, Ash and Sarah are they, they they were not really really tabletop gamers, so we kind of had this this big session where we all kind of sat down together, and Drummer Matt would go through segments in the book and go, okay, we are now rolling for ability stats, and like we'd go through and like if anyone had any trouble. And kind of basically like a bit of a school lesson. Yeah, yeah. Kind of we made a character. So yeah, that's my next thing I was going to say is after the if you, a step advance from the starters starting box, and if you want to make your own characters between your group, I'll get a copy of the uh, player's guide because that's it's, yeah, yeah. It basically talks you through making characters in sections, and it's relatively straightforward. I mean, there's yeah. quite a lot to it, but it sort of guide you through a nice step and it, it also says be, like it can be overwhelming yes it can be so again if you've got someone who knows what they're doing it, it'd help but you can just go through it step by step and yeah the player guide's pretty good hmm. and that gives you most of the rules for playing as well so I guess that's the best way and then also I was, I, the other thing I said was just if you want to get into a feel of you know what sort of things you can do in a game is just get onto some streams or some videos or some podcasts yeah um, Critical Role and Acquisitions Incorporated are the two I've been watching I've been meaning to to get up on on Critical Role and whatnot. I mean, I I tend to watch um like I watch people like Matt Colville, and well, it, Spoonie slash Noah Antwiler doesn't really do many videos anymore about D and D, but his like I like hearing about game tales because I'm definitely more of the uh, the RP kind yeah. of side of te- of, mm. of D and D player rather than the um the the more the more crunch fighty punchy player. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, like just just it's it it might be incredibly overwhelming, but like the biggest hurdle is just starting. Yeah. So yeah, just just even if it's massively confusing and you'll probably get things wrong, it's fine. We're still getting things wrong, so don't feel bad about it. Just just go for it and just try your best to have fun with it and just to not be massively intimidated. <laughs> I mean, especially if like all the people in your group are new. Then you'll all be fucking then up. You'll all be, fine. Yeah, you'll all be fucking up. And you'll um, come out with funny stories of, oh yeah, the rogue forgot they could stealth. <laughs> so, you know, like, you know, all, like fucking Ash, like picking the lock that was already unlocked. You yeah. Know? Like, <laughs> it's just, they're funny stories to kind of flesh out your characters and just to kind of remember on your D&D journey. 
the mistakes can often um, flesh out your character's personality. Yeah, absolutely. So, they, they can really help, kind of. Yeah, like you said, because you end up giving characters end up gaining neuroses about <laughs> things that they've done wrong in the past. You know, or, like getting axes stuck in doors, or you know, messing with every javelin or axe throw, <laughs> or falling down stairs, okay. or nearly getting. Like, murdered by goblins that one time. Okay, that keeps happening, honestly. <laughs> I keep nearly getting murdered by everything. <laughs> but no, don't, and all, yeah, don't be afraid of mistakes. They can, they can be a lot of fun. Or just a lot of fun to talk about. I can't remember, I can't forget, like, forget about the time I forgot about this, or I did this instead of this, so, yeah. Yeah. And, and best of luck, because you're going to do great. Don't worry about it. Yeah, at the end of the day, it is just, it's fun. When, yeah. Once you get going, you kind of forget that you were a bit nervous. Yeah. Which yeah. is quite nice. Yeah. Um, last one. Uh, Damon asks um, if, if we'd ever run a um, sci-fi setting in a role-playing game. We'd like to play some, like, cyberpunk. And, yeah, wh- what sort of premise would it be if we did want to do something like mm. that? I'd honestly really like to play either um, Rogue Trader or Death Watch at some point. Oh, yeah. Would like that. That'd be cool. Um, you could argue um, that Call of Cthulhu is sort of a sci-fi thing. Yeah, sort of. In Because it's kind of like science and magic like yeah. mixing. Um, yeah. But it's just in the past, so it doesn't feel like a sci-fi. Um, I mean, obviously we've played that. I mean, really, it's it's really just about the game. Because um, I know there are a lot of different sci-fi um, RPGs out there. Uh, Can we play a Star you know, Trek the, one? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's Star Trek and Star Wars both have their own ones. I don't know if um, Firefly has one, but running a game in a Firefly-type setting, I, I'd like that. <laughs> I think that would be actually Because I feel like that would cool. be... You'd run it very similar to D&D, in the sense that there's sort of no... Yeah, yeah I don't know, like... Yeah, just going off and doing your quests and doing your things, but you just have a few guns instead of magic sticks. It, it I mean, is I, kind of basically space D and D. Let's be honest. I mean, I imagine that's what Rogue Trader's like as well. Yeah, and this is Rogue Trader, the role playing game, not Rogue Trader, the role playing game slash tabletop oh, hybrid okay, that right. was first edition. Because yeah. um, there is the separate role playing game that exists now. I think Fantasy Flight put it out. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay, and yeah, you you are just a group around a Rogue Trader. Um, See the name of this one makes sense, unlike first edition forty K being made named Road Trader, which makes no sense. Yeah, <laughs> I've also wanted to play Shadowrun. Shadowrun's one of the other cyberpunk ones, isn't it? Mm, I've heard so many good things about that, and I don't know. Having like metal arms sounds pretty rad to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sitting could... there going, "Oh, I want cyber. I want a cybernetic butthole." <laughs> I don't scope. I don't know why you'd want that. <laughs> well, I could. If the DM had let me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd be totally down for playing a sci-fi one, but largely because uh, ultimately I don't generally like fantasy. Um, I, <laughs> enjoy, I enjoy D&D because it's it's the story of our own little group and stuff, but as a setting, I, I don't really care too much for fantasy as a general rule. I've always been more of a sci-fi guy. Yeah. No, I'm the same there. It's like I don't actively hate... Like fantasy settings, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. just kind of like, eh. It's just, if I'm, I'm given the, to them. if I'm given the choice, I'll, I'll always, I'll always be the Mass Effect over the Dragon Age. I'll always, oh, yeah. 40k over fantasy. You know, it, it has to be pretty special for me to enjoy it. Like, yeah, you know, The Witcher. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty good. But tr- but trust me, if there was a sci-fi Witcher, that's the one that I would be uh, holding down into. Should Witcher I... 2077. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's amusingly enough. Yeah, yeah. CD I... Projekt Red are doing a cyberpunk game. They are, yeah. Uh, they've literally come out going, um, we're still making it. And yes, we may have lost some people, but some people don't get on very well with the way we make games. So... It's like it sounds like to me, CD Projekt Red, that you've killed a bunch of game developers. That does kind of sound in, like that, yes. <laughs> in unarmed combat, <laughs> and I feel that if there's any company out there that would do that for the for the for the future and then the good quality of their game, it would be them. They they would they be, would kill yeah. a man to make to, to make their game better. I'm I'm not saying that I think that uh, CD Projekt Red are the most criminal. I'm just saying. <laughs> Saying that they are the most dedicated and probably would resort to just cold blooded murder. Yeah. <laughs> if it meant that the game would be better. <laughs> Please don't sue me. <laughs> I love your game. We didn't say you're doing it, we just said you're the most likely to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Voted most yeah, likely to murder its employees. It's not, no, it's not even the most it's not even the most likely to murder it, it's the most likely to to kill them for a good cause, unlike um EA, who are probably the most likely to feed their employees into a giant pain engine um, that makes money. Yeah, and then, like, you'd be like, okay, they'd literally be pushing people into wood chippers, and you'd be like, why are you doing that, EA? And they're just kind of like, eh. Some dude in the podcast said we'd make money from it, so we thought we'd try it. (laughs) Oh, God, have we we damned, like, some other developer? Yeah. Like, what, who who have EA got left that they haven't canned? Dice? (laughs) They lost Visceral, they they fucking murdered Visceral, and I'm just kind of, like, sulking about it. Yeah. Because fuck you, EA. I would have liked to have got another good Dead Space game. Well, I mean, like Jim Sterling was saying, it's like, Hey devs, if you ever want to, oh, I don't know, make a make a game on Kickstarter, you have my money. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, honestly. If, can you imagine? Oh, so, that, yeah. I, I can't wait to play Unliving Area. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> please, please call it Unliving Area. You don't, you don't have to pay me for that. That's, that one's for free. Just, just. Just put my name on it. <laughs> Snipes, unliving area. <laughs> I don't want a game about your living area. <laughs> How fucking dare you. If, but come on, body horror. It's massively within the theme. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's probably time to wrap this thing up. Yes. Yeah, so uh, thank you for all your questions and thank you for listening. And I, I look forward to Kickstarter. I hope I can uh, rely on your donations for my new video game on Living Area. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.